Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. Joining us on today's show, here to add a woman's touch to the proceedings, a massive music fan, and also a Toronto Blue Jays fan, as I understand it, my homegirl from the South, Miss Jody Watson. Jody, how are you, baby? I'm great. How are you? Awesome. Very good. Thank you. Good. So I was thinking that when I introduced you there and I said Jody Watson, listeners might think that I had Jody Watley on the show. Do you remember Jody Watley? Remember Jody Watley uh, from the eighties? No, no, she's uh she was like a pop singer. Um she has a song called Looking for a New Love, like super catchy. And oh, she was oh, a, oh, yeah. yeah, like like really, really sexy lady. Yeah, ooh, yeah. You know how much I love sexy ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that you like the sexy ladies, Joe. I do know that. You know, I I wonder if we could I, maybe we could get Jody Watley on the show. I wonder what she. I wonder if she's Isn't still. I wonder if she's still a sexy lady. Oh, I'm sure she's still sexy. I mean, once you're sexy, you're always sexy. That's you know, that's a good point. It's almost like being the president, right? Once you, even though you're not the president anymore, people still call you the president. That's true. That's a good analogy. <laughs> hey, I'm full of them, man. I'm full of this stuff. <laughs> oh, you're full of something. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's. What do you, you have some songs right. for me, don't you? I do. I do. I have some. I have a great list of songs. I bet you do. In my opinion. In in your opinion. That's in the my best. opinion. See, that's that's the fun of this. These are my songs, right? That's right. And this is your opportunity to talk about your special songs that make your skin vibrate. Mm, so this is this is your spotlight, baby. Ready. Take it away. My first song is My City of Ruins by Sir, my favorite, one of my favorite musicians of all time, Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Is he is he knighted? Is he a sir now? No. no he's not a sir. In your opinion, he's a sir. In my mind, he is. All right. That's good enough. So, you know, I... I grew up in this kind of broken down town. Yes, I do. I do know that. Paper mill town. We've talked about that. Yep. And um, so Bruce wrote this song about um, Asbury Park, I believe. Right. And maybe 1999, 2000 to, you know, talking about his town and and like a re kind of a rebuild campaign, I think. Yep. Um, Then released it after 9-11. Or did he release it or re-release it? No, he. I, I think that the story goes that he had written most of that song. I think way back, um, you know, for Asbury Park or back in the Asbury Park days, whatever. And, and um, after, shortly after nine eleven, he was in New York City, and I think he was driving or he was, you know, he was on the street, and and he encountered somebody um, who rolled their window down of their car and and got Springsteen's attention and said, "Bruce, we need you now," oh. which is like, you know. It gives you the chills. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry. And after that, he set about getting that song together, I think, because that's from The Rising, that song, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great song. That's right. And you know, when I hear it, it just like, it it just makes my knees weak almost because it's like a song about my town. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And when he talks about rise up in the chorus or the bridge, I think it's the bridge. And, and. I just, I love that, that part. It kind of makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up because I just, I just want to like stop the car, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite songs. Awesome. You know, I guess it's the history for me. 
Great. It's a, it's a great pick. And, you know, not many people do that better than, than the boss, those types of songs, you know. I've only seen him in concert one time, but oh my gosh, four hours of just joy and passion. And, and he just played, he even let the band take a break and he kept playing. Yeah. I had, uh, I think I'd mentioned this on a, on a previous show that I saw him in Memphis of all places at the pyramid. And it was just like a religious event. People came to worship the boss that night. It was awesome. There's no opener. He came on after, you know, the band, the, the E street band came on one by one kind of in terms of in order of popularity and the, you know, the, you could just feel the tension rising. Right. And then yeah. he came out and yeah. it was just like, wow, look out. It was, it was one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen. That's a good, that is a good analogy. It is a religious, <laughs> I think I cried at one point. It is kind of a, yeah. Kind of a experience. I was so moved by. See, by I told you. I, I told you I'm full of this stuff. Right. You're right. <laughs> you are full of this stuff, for sure. <laughs> Don't say it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. All right. Behave yourself down there right. in, in Virginia. Simmer down now. All right. What's next, Southern Girl? She talks to angels. Oh, a woman yeah. after my own heart. Love this song. You know that so I love I the crows. A little bit. This is kind of a funny story. All right. Um, I was pushing a stroller, a baby stroller, right? Okay. It was probably I don't know, like 2011, maybe. Okay. Um, and this is not a band that I got into at all. You know. Okay. In the early 2000s, I was kind of doing something else. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the Springsteen channel on Pandora. Right. And she talks to angels was one of the songs that played and I like I stopped and I was like, What is this? Yeah. This is this is a pretty amazing song and then I kinda, you know, backtracked and started listening to a little bit more of well, this is still my favorite, but a few more um songs off of that. So of what, that. Which is it Take Your Moneymaker? Yeah, that was their first record and, and that was kinda I think that was like well, there was Jealous Again and Twice as Hard that did well too and Hard to Handle. This is it's back to front, that's a, a fantastic there isn't a bad song on that record. You know, so that was a really good, that was a great entry point for you. When she, when the, when, you know, they're talking about, I think I read that this song's written about a heroin addict and they talk about, um, she has a lock of hair in her pocket and across around her neck. Yeah. And I, I love that part because it's like, man, no matter how low you are, you could be a heroin addict and you've got hope somewhere, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that's very beautifully written and and well said on your part because it's, it's true. And that's, that's kind of what the lyrics convey. It's, it's grim. And the, the, you know, the music just kind of is, is perfect for that lyrical setting. Fantastic song. I have to listen to that song at least once or twice a week, I bet. Oh, really? Yeah. I do. It's one of my favorites, for sure. What else you got? Okay, so number three is Green River by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Green River. I know it. Okay, so, you know, I was thinking about this as I was putting my list together, and I thought, you know... This is not a song that would make most people's skin vibrate, right? This is just kind of a fun, like, southern rock, whatever. Like just a fun but, kind of bush party tune. Just a fun, like, yeah, bonfire, yeah, whatever. But for me, man, when I hear that first, like, that first measure, da-na-na-na, you know, guitar. <laughs> yeah, like, when you did that, I actually could, like, hear the song in my mind. I think it just brings me back. I mean, it it transports me to the river, you know, growing up, like. Yeah. On the river, drinking beer, floating, just yep. man, yeah, just love that song. I think for me, it's just it just takes me somewhere else. Yeah, and that's the beauty of music. You know, you, when you hear songs like that from your youth, and and obviously there's a huge 
kind of nostalgic component. But I mean, there's there's times where it's this close to being magic for being able to bring you back there. You know, like you're that close. I love oh, that. Man. That's the truth. That's the truth. And you know, I mean, you know me. There's no place I'd rather be than on the water. That's right. So I love that song. My daddy introduced me to um, Southern Rock, and that's his favorite band. So that's really my first experience with CCR. So I just, they're kind of special for me, I guess. Yeah. Do you remember um, Do you remember when Fogarty did that stuff in the 80s? I think he had Centerfield and the old man down the road. Do you remember those tunes? No. No, I do know what you're talking about, but no, not really. Yeah. What you're saying about uh, CCR being your dad's favorite band. Like, I always kind of felt like, you know, in the 80s when, when Centerfield came out and, you know, I kind of felt like it was music that was for older people for some reason. Mm-hmm. But um, that video, uh, The Old Man Down the Road, it's kind of a funny video. I don't think I've seen it. That's pretty neat. Check it out. All right. I have a good segue for you here, Jensen. Fire. Speaking of videos. Okay. This song called I Forgive It All by Mudcrutch. Ah, I do. I believe that Mudcrutch was uh, Tom Petty's band before the Heartbreakers began. Is that right? Right. And now, like, it's the old band, new band, I guess. Like, they're back. Yeah, that's that's right. So I think that it's like some guys from the Heartbreakers are in that band. I don't know how that works, but yeah, that was like that was Petty's original band before the Heartbreakers, and they're they're doing something again now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing something again. So. So I segued with the video comment because there's a cool video that I want to talk about. But I have to say, mm-hmm. I have to, I have a confession to make that I have a crush on Tom Petty. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on one second. So you've got, so you've got a, so of all the people, Joe, all the musicians, even not the people, the musicians. You have a crush on Tom Petty? I have a big crush on Tom Petty. <laughs> Tell me why that is, please. Okay, okay. So clearly it's not because he's that aesthetically pleasing. No offense, Tom. Hey, I, I'm um, a big Tom Petty fan, but I just, I, I'm confused. You don't have a crush on him, obviously. I, um, no, so he has a show on satellite radio. Uh-huh. I mean, he has a station. He has a station. Mm-hmm. Um, which I tend to listen to a lot. And he DJs his station sometimes. Okay. And I feel like he's my best friend now because okay. I know him. Like, I know this guy. He's, he's like, I listen to his DJs and I listen to him. That's a credit to and him. He's a goofball. Yeah. He's just a goofball. I mean, he just lets goofball hang out. And I just find that so great that he doesn't care. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm Tom Petty. And. You know, take it or leave it. I'm so attracted to that. So I listen to his station all the time. And I was driving down the road. I was actually on like I-90 in New York. Okay. Driving down the road. I've got like a van full of people, right? Uh And this song called I Forgive It All comes on his station. And I mean, this song is like powerful. Right. It talks about forgiving someone. Um, And for me, it's like, you know, he's talking about his mom or he's talking about someone big, you know, like a big figure in his life. And yeah. and at the end, in the video, there's a video, which I happened upon because I Googled the song. Okay. Sean Penn produced. Really? Anthony Hopkins starred in. No, Anthony it. Hopkins? Yes. It's in a rock video. Yes. Wow. Yes. I would have never guessed that. 
right? I was totally taken back. So, so I'm, dri- I'm driving the van, right? And I'm just cry- I'm sobbing as I'm listening to this song because <laughs> for me, like it's personal. Yeah. You know, it's like I could have written this song about my own mother. Yeah. And I really listened to it like ten times, I think. <laughs> and my kids were like, "Why are you crying?" And I'm like, "He's oh, like, first of all, turn that song off, and second of all, why are you crying?" <laughs> They were probably crying because they had to listen to it 10 times in a row. They are like putting their headphones on. <laughs> so anyways, I, I'm a huge fan of this song because it's so powerful. And, and now I'm a huge fan of, you know, of, the, of Mudcrutch, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got a couple of their songs. I haven't bought any of their albums. But, um, but the video is super powerful. And, and in the video, like it kind of, I think it's my interpretation is right of the song. Uh-huh. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, you're going to have to watch it. But it's, it's definitely high on my list. Just, it's, it's just a great song. Yeah, nice. Very well cool. done. Yep, yep. Uh, so what else you got, Jody Watson? So I got to get organized here. All right, I'm going up. I'm going to talk about Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Great tune. Oh, man. I just think that Stevie Nicks is all that in a cup of tea. <laughs> Not a bag of chips? That girl. She's crazy. Yeah. I love her. So apparently she was sitting in Aspen at a friend's house. Uh-huh. In the 70s, probably high on coke, I would assume. <laughs> okay. I, um, I would assume that too. A, yeah, I mean, it's valid. Yeah. Staring at a, at a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And I think, wasn't she with... Um, Lindsay Buckingham? Wasn't she with Lindsay Buckingham at the time? Yeah, I think so. On again, off again, fighting, who knows what's going on. So she's, she's kind of having this life moment about, is she going to go to college or is she going to continue with the band what does she want to do yeah and she's having all these feelings and she wrote landslide wow yeah i really love it because you know and i think even maybe in the dance she says before she sings it this is for you daddy i think that's the version when when they re-released it oh really i think so i think that's the version one of the versions she says like a live version she says this is for you daddy and that you know when the first time i ever heard that song back in the i don't know late 80s maybe for me because she talks about changes and can she live her life without somebody you know mm-hmm. that to me like that I always think about my daddy like am I going to be able to to walk away and move on with my life and I love the way I just love the way it sounds you know it's just yeah it is it's really well done I, I like that song too mm-hmm. the Dixie Chicks took a stab at it which you know I love the Dixie Chicks um and they do a pretty cool you know more of a country version it's got like violins and fiddles and whatever but yeah but db nicks i mean that's her song yeah you exactly i mean that's one of those songs that nobody's going to do a better job than than, than stevie is Mm-mm. yeah no way all right um speaking of a great song so i want to talk about my favorite eagle song your favorite eagle song favorite what, eagle song what is your favorite eagle song joe seven bridges road good pick i like that Okay, so here's a true story. I got a speeding ticket because of this song one time. <laughs> really? Did you get out of the ticket? Uh, yeah, my I do have a, a friend that tends to get me out of speeding tickets, a lawyer friend. Oh, really? We kind of have a quid pro quo, which don't we don't need to talk about that. But anyways, you yes. scammer. All right, we'll talk about that later. I want you to give me some uh, tips. So, so, you know... If I've had a day where I just need to, like, get rid of some stuff, mm-hmm. I'm going to turn on Seven Bridges Road, I'm going to roll the window down, and I'm going to drive really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they just hit that song so hard with just acapella harmony. Yeah. 
boom. Yeah. It just it's it's tight and it's so well done and it's just yeah, um, and live. I mean, I've I've heard that song live, and they pull it off. You know, probably even even more impressively. You know, and I don't know what the style of guitar playing is that that you know the Eagles. He's messing around with a scale with the with an acoustic guitar, but he's like he plays just a bunch of like it's like leads through the rhythm. I don't even know what you'd say how you how yeah. you talk yeah. about that. You know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. That style of guitar playing, I'm so attracted to. So that's probably it for me. It's probably just hey, uh, Tom Petty's gonna be jealous. Oh, nobody can. He shouldn't. He should be comfortable. All right, you should write him a letter. There's no worries. You think he'd read it? I think he would. He seems like he's a goofball, right? He seems like a very, seems like a very affable fellow. I've heard him. I've heard him say some uh, some less than affable things though about you know, raves and stuff like that. I read this really funny article where he was, he, he wasn't very happy about, you know, somebody made a comment about um, Skrillex or, or Dead Mouse, you know, those guys who just basically play their laptops. And uh, he said, those things are just drug parties. He was sour. You can't blame him though, right? I, mean, I don't blame him. No, of course not. I don't blame him. Definitely not. You know, I watched a, an interview with him one time and he was talking about, I guess he's big buddies with Bob Dylan, which kind of makes sense yeah they're in a they're they're in a band together right back in the late 80s or early 90s what was that called with roy orbison and um jeff lynn do you remember that traveling wilburys i got into the traveling wilburys a little bit my husband's a fan Mm -hmm. and i was watching the like a documentary or something about you know tom petty in the early days and Mm -hmm. walk into bob dylan's house and grab a beer and sit down and jam and yeah i'm like can you imagine no i I could not can't even imagine. And Bob Dylan, have you ever seen him in concert? No, I never have. So, so literally, I mean, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I really am. I mean, I like his, I, I'm not a huge fan of his singing style, but I love his music. <laughs> right? I love his, his writing, his poetry. Oh, yeah. So he, he takes his arms out, like, straight out to get the guitar. Somebody takes the guitar off and puts the guitar back on. Yep. During the concert, because he's Bob Dylan. I'm like, really, dude? You can't, like... Like know. lift the guitar over your shoulders. Like do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's got kind of bad shoulder. I shouldn't judge him, but I'm like, dude, <laughs> lift your own guitar. Yeah. The least he could do is like just even take it off and hand it to the dude. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Tom Petty would anyway, never do that. Tom Petty would probably just not even fool with a roadie. He's just gonna do whatever he wants. That's right. I'm gonna try to see him this summer. I think you should. I think I should. Maybe he'll pull you up on stage the way that uh, Springsteen did with Courtney Cox and Dancing in the Dark. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that could be you. I could be really sexy on stage with Tom Petty. Yeah, you could. Well, hey, hey, careful. This is a family show. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of family shows, let's talk about the Pure Period League PPL. Okay, I know nothing about these people. Enlighten me. Amy. A M I E. Amy, what you want to do? You know, like, they're one hit wonders practically. Okay. That's one of my songs, man. I've heard of them. I, I just don't know anything about them. Early 70s. Okay. Mm, country without being country. Yeah. Huh. That's one of my, that's one of my 10. I love that song. That's another roll your window down and get a speeding ticket song. So I got to stay away from those, I guess. <laughs> that's just a great song. Family show. Hmm. I was being funny. You missed it. Oh. Sometimes the uh, mouse gets stuck in the wheel, Joe. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So sorry. 
What else you got? I'm moving on. Tiny Dancer. Yes, great tune. Tiny Dancer. There's a sir. He's been knighted. There's the sir. He, um, you know, he writes all these love songs for me, or he wrote them for, for me. Of course like, he does. I just feel like, you know, I could be Blue Jean Baby. When uh-huh. I hear that song, like, I'm there. I'm the seamstress for the band. Yeah. You know? I love that song. And that's probably Elton John's greatest gift is that, you know, him and Toppin wrote those songs and, and they're instantly relatable to the audience. I just feel like he understands women more mm-hmm. than women. Mm-hmm. He's my best friend. But you, you, got a lot of, you got a lot of celebrity friends. I do. I'm pretty famous. Tiny Dancer. So I was, in, I was fresh out of graduate school and mm-hmm. I met a good friend of mine who is my soulmate. You've heard me talk about Beth before. My soulmate, Beth. Yep. And I kind of, we kind of had this weird experience with the song. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear it, it always makes me think of Beth, obviously, because we were just like, she was listening to the song and I was listening to the song at the same time, but we weren't together and we called each other and I was like, I was just listening to Tiny Dancer and it made me think of you and just kind of had this moment, which isn't really explainable, but, mm-hmm. but that, that's kind of, that's our song, she and I, but I, I don't know. There's something about, you know. I just feel like he's he's missing somebody. He's longing for somebody, you know, talking about this girl. And I know it was written about probably hot chicks in L.A., but <laughs> he wrote it to me. I'm just saying. Like, All right. Every girl feels like he wrote Tiny Dancer to her. So that's that's definitely a great song. I love I like, it. I, I do, too. It's, it's great. What else you got? I think I have two more. Yeah, two more. We have time for two more. I, All right, perfect. There's this band called the Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown mm-hmm. Band. I'm familiar. I know you're probably not a big fan, but... Not a big fan, but go ahead. Zach, the Zach Brown Band. It's kind of funny because my favorite genre of music is classic rock. Okay. What I listen to mm, 85% of the time, probably. Mm-hmm. But there's a few, like, borderline countries. Sometimes the classic rock, southern rock bleeds into country, and there's a few country dudes or gals that a classic rock fan will love. And I think Zach Brown is one of those. I can see that. Definitely. Yeah. Because you, you know, you got, you have this country like group that's just like, I don't like any of that. That's too country, but like this almost borderline Southern rock, classic rock. So he, I think he's, he's smart with what he's doing with his music right now, but yeah, he has this song called free. Okay. And he pairs it with, Another song, which you might have heard, called Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. Yeah, definitely. And something about those two songs together. Mm-hmm. Van Morrison uses um, horns. Yeah. Like in that ba-na-na-na-na. Mm-hmm. And Zach Brown uses violins. Oh, really? Yeah. Fiddles, as he might say. Wow. But yeah, it's a great, it's a great, I mean, I just want to like climb on the roof and sing it really loudly when I hear it. <laughs> Nice. I like that. I haven't heard that, but I, I would actually, that's a Zach Brown song that I would actually check out. It's a great song. And it's a love song. I mean, you know, it's just, it's a great love song. And you know, I love love songs. I'm all about it. So. I know you do. It's probably my, probably my favorite song at any given moment. That's a go-to, like, turn that on really, really loud and just dance in the kitchen kind of song. Mm-hmm. 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 I love it. You should definitely check it out. I definitely will. Mm-hmm. As you know, um, Part of the fun of doing the show is, is being introduced to new music, and I didn't know that Van that he did a Van Morrison cover, so you know I'm definitely going to check that out because I probably like it. I like the uh, the idea that he actually turned the the horns into into fiddles. I think that would sound pretty cool. He's probably got like a Charlie Daniels flavor to it, right? Uh, no, 
<laughs> I'm a hey, I'm a I'm a Canadian. I don't. But you're the but you're the expert, so you should listen to it and tell me what you think. I'm gonna do that. We will have a separate chat, or you can come back on the show and we can talk about you know my findings. How about that? That would be fun. All right, we will do that. Number ten. Number ten. Last tune, right? Last tune. All right, hit me. This is my favorite Rolling Stones tune. Oh, the oh. Rolling Stones. Sorry, I just. Are you a fan? Oh, good lord! I love the Rolling Stones. You know I that. I know you do. What do you got? What what tune? Sweet Virginia. One of my favorites. That's a great yeah, record. Right. Oh, oh man. So that whole record, XL on Main Street, is I would see, you know a lot of people would say this too. Probably their their best. You know they 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 crested when this came out. I think in '72 because you had uh, Beggar's Banquet, then you had Let It Bleed. Then you had, um, I don't know why I can't think of it right now, but you had Sticky Fingers, and then you had Exile. Yeah, and Sweet Virginia is one of the best songs on that record, man. You can hear, you know, I think they recorded that at like 4 in the morning or something like that. They're all sitting around. You can hear people talking in the background. You can hear um, Jagger's voice breaking, you know. it's It's got that fantastic organic vibe that so many bands these days try to replicate the the best thing about those those recordings particularly exile from back then is that it doesn't sound organic on purpose you know anyway sorry continue you know no 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 my buddies and i when we you know when we sit around and we we drink and we play our favorite songs that's you know that's what we do we sit around and if it's summertime we're outside if it's wintertime we're inside and we drink and Mm -hmm. we play we play our favorite tunes and we the conversation that always comes up is could a band from right now who what group or solo artist from right now could fill a stadium like the rolling stones can still do mm. you know what i mean it's not like it was no you know, and that's that sounds like such a your parents thing to say is like times have changed and it's not like it was <laughs> It's true. Hey, I, I catch myself doing that now. It's pretty sad. <laughs> I just feel like that I'm I, I'm stuck on my music, and I don't even want to know. And I'm not even care what my kids are listening to because it's stupid. You, you, you're preaching the choir right now, and I'm very oh, – I, I, I almost don't like that about myself because I'm I can be extremely closed-minded. Um, in favor of a band like the Stones versus something like whatever it is on the radio today, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. And Sweet Virginia, I'll have to say, and, and I've told you this before when we've talked, that, you know, my daddy kind of pulled me into classic rock after, you know, like I was like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And he started introducing me to his music. And he wasn't a big fan of the British Invasion at all. Like, he's like Skinner, CCR, you know, whatever. Let's keep it. Let's keep it in the. Keep it domestic. That's the way he is. But I started exploring the Beatles and the Rolling Stones a little bit later. And even when I went to graduate school, I think I listened to Sweet Virginia every day because I was so homesick. Yeah. And for me, like, they didn't write that song about my home state. But for me. Are you sure? When I heard. Did, sure. did you know that Keith Richards is from Virginia? You're lying. <laughs> full of that. Again. Hey, I told you. Sorry, I totally cut you off there being a wise ass. 
you could wipe it off your shoe, as uh, Mick Jagger would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, all clever. Being all funny. Yes. Hey, I want to tell you this though, because I, I please I looked this up. I had to research this. Okay. That song starts when you hear the harmonica, and you know I love harmonica, mm -hmm. and that's just one of my favorite instruments. And then you kind of hear, um, I think the right term for it is like possibly like a country shuffle. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. For me, I don't even really hear it that way. I just hear a bunch of guys sitting around in a room in a circle and it's four in the morning and there's drinks and God knows what else. And it's just a really honest rendering. It's a real jam. It is. It's, it is a real jam. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Good. We can close out my list on a song that we both love that's perfect yes well done you've done very well today i'm impressed oh you think absolutely you. definitely Appreciate it. yeah this has been a very fun chat i enjoyed it we always have fun chats though joe you're welcome thanks for thanks for being on the show um what was i going to say to you you were going to say i'm the most awesome friend in the whole world and um jensen out yes I was going to say, you are the most awesome friend in the world. <laughs> and this has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my special guest, Miss Jody Watson. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide.